<laughs> okay. Okay. Hang on. I still have to, like, get over the fact that you've never seen Elf. Annyeong SAO. Welcome to Afternoona Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K-romance from a writer's lens. We fangirl over our favorite actors and actresses, talk up our trope addictions, and nerd out on K-drama deep dives. We'll throw in a few K-pop and K-skincare wrecks for good measure, because why not ride the haul you wave all the way to shore? So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unnees. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. So I had something that I was thinking about, and... You know, and Amy, I'm especially interested in you weighing in on this because you love movies. I do. And you love, like, you just know everything about all movies. I don't, but, like, love know. knowing about movies. I just know about movies. <laughs> I don't, but, you know, I don't actively, like, like, try to know about movies. <laughs> because today, I have two kids who are homesick. And they were like, I want to watch Christmas movies with you, Mom. And I was like, okay. So I sat down and I opened up the thing and I was flicking through. And I had a dawning awareness that I don't like Christmas movies. I was like, I don't like this one. I don't like this one. I don't ever want to see this one. No to this. No, no, no. And I just kept clicking. And I was like, oh, my God, do I just not like any Christmas movies? And I ended up being like, I don't like any of these. So I picked Elf with, like, Will Ferrell. Okay. so, (laughs) So I started watching it. And I have to say that I started watching it thinking, it sucks. I, I didn't realize I don't like Christmas movies. I did like a full... You've never seen this movie. You've never seen Elf. Let's start there. You've seen... never seen Elf. I have not seen Elf. And I was thinking to myself, like, I didn't realize I was a Christmas movie hater. Now I'm watching this Christmas movie. And then I got emotional and started crying watching Elf. And apparently I, I went from this, I don't like Christmas movies, to I think I like Christmas movies. I guess I like this movie enough, to I was crying... <laughs> and so it was like one of these things where i'm like it was like my office romance or whatever like very consolidated down into like an hour and a half where i'm like ugh, i don't even like christmas movies too oh god but now i'm not sure maybe it was just that movie because as soon as i was done i'm like oh i don't want to watch any other one (laughs) okay okay hang on i still have to like get over the fact that you've never seen elf because i saw this movie in the theater and i've watched it Every year since. <laughs> so you watch, so this was my question. Do you watch Christmas movies just cause you watch all movies? What do you mean? Like, do, like, do I have to cut Christmas movies out of my life because I'm Jewish? Like, do you watch them? Yeah. So here's, okay. So here's the thing. Like you, I love Will Ferrell, which is why I saw Elf to begin with. Mm-hmm. But like, I love the holiday season. Like I definitely get mm-hmm. like, I'm not a big like decorator or anything like that. But like, I just love the feel of the holiday season. I love that I'm somewhere where it snows because it looks pretty. I don't want to play in the snow. I'm not outside making snow angels. But I just love the feel like I even asked my kids because we were just in Florida for Thanksgiving. And I you know, they've got like lights on all the palm trees and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I said, like, you know, it was when we were, so I live in the Chicago suburbs, but I live in a town that's like small town USA within the Chicago suburbs. And we had a, it was called Miracle on Main Street on Saturday. And it was, the mayor came out, there's a tree lighting ceremony. And my daughter, oh my gosh. 
my daughter's high school acapella group sang and, you know, they did like Christmas songs and Hanukkah songs. And then Santa pulls up in the fire truck and gets out of the fire truck and they push a big button and they light the big tree. There were two reindeer that were there. I mean, it's, it was like, it's a whole thing. So I said to my son, because he's like, you know, freezing because of course he's 13 years old and he never wears enough to be warm outside. Like he wouldn't wear a coat if I didn't make him. And I said, would you rather the holidays be like this, where I've got a scarf on and my hat and we're drinking hot chocolate and coffee and stuff. I'm like, would you rather it be like this or would you rather it be, you know, like was in Florida? And he's like, no, like this. Like, it's just a feel of it. And so I have that yeah. feel. And so, yes. As someone who I, lives in a winter snowy state, I agree. I want it to be snowy. Like winter season to me is freaking cold. Like yep. you have to get your hot chocolate at some like roadside stand and it has to be steaming because it's so freaking cold outside. You can't feel your toes. That is the holiday season to me. And I don't think I could spend it anywhere else. Yeah. And, and as far as the movies go, <laughs> I don't. This is like Stockholm. I just want to say this is like I a know. Stockholm syndrome that you both have because I grew up in the snow. I know what a snowy cold winter is like. I do think that Christmas lights on snow is very pretty. Yes. Yeah. I am fine. <laughs> like I am now. Put the Christmas lights on the palm trees for me. It just, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like Christmas to me. But anyway, so, you know, I do like Christmas movies, but I don't love every Christmas movie, you know, without reason, you know, be, without any reason. Like I, there's just movies that I like, like I don't like love actually. I consider that a Christmas movie. I like that. Like mm -hmm. I like, I like some Christmas romances, like The Holiday with um, uh, Kate Winslet and um, Cameron Diaz and Jack Black. And oh, so rec I saw that one today. Do you recommend it? Oh, it's it? so good. It's like okay. Jack Black is like your green flag romantic hero. Like he is. Okay. He is. I saw somebody talking about it on TikTok the other day of like his character in that movie is the exact definition of the female gaze. So watch it. Yeah, okay, maybe I'll, I haven't seen that either. Jack Black. I'm not, Jack Black. I love this. I movie. mean, I do love Jack Black. I can't Me say too. like I'm like. His character is adorable. It, like okay. it's very unexpected. It's very unexpected. But like, I don't like. Like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna alienate myself big time like this. I don't like. I don't like a Christmas story. I've oh, never. I, you know what? I've never seen a Christmas story. I don't oh, like see, it. That. Yeah. I mean, I've watched it now a lot, and I say that I'm like burned out. I just, it like, as a kid, I was like, eh, it doesn't really do much for me. Like, <laughs> no. But, yeah. But, like, I love Elf. I love um, Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. That's I was going to say. Like, I watch that like every year. I should watch Die Hard. Oh, it's so freaking good. I mean, I'm sorry. You just, it's just, it's just so it's good. It's super I mean, fun. It's ridiculous, but it's super fun. Yeah. Ludicrous. Okay. Absolutely ludicrous. The final showdown is brilliant. I just, I love everything about okay. it. Okay. He I think walks I'm, on glass year, and bare feet. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like this classic. It's classic Bruce Willis when he still had hair and like in his like peak action hero yeah. phase. And it's, and it's fantastic. It's like, it's just him against all. Well, wait, characters. do you like Home Alone movies? Yeah, I like Home Alone. See, I like love only, Home Alone. Only the, only the first Culkin one. one. Only the so first one, one and two, one and two. And do you I've like, seen like the, the first Santa Claus? One. I yes. haven't watched any other Home Alones. The Santa Claus is I've... coming back. Yeah, I the Santa Claus is good. 
No, I hate Tim Allen. Or, you know, I mean, I don't like Tim Allen. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you hate He's Tim Allen, you're going to My kids like it. They've been watching it with my husband. I think they watched, like, I don't know, as many as there are. They're, like, three. I just, I don't like Tim Allen. I'm sorry. Polar Express? I like Polar. Kids no, no. Polar Express all the time? I refuse to watch um, that. The book was better. <laughs> what else? What else? What else? I mean, um, I always watched the animated ones when I was a kid. Like, yeah. I always watched Rudolph. I mean, I loved that. I loved it so much. When so I was little, little Rudolph, I did. So I put on Rudolph today, and my problem with Rudolph, and I, I mean, I've ruined it for my children, is I put it up. My daughter was like, I want to watch Rudolph. And I'm like, you can put on Rudolph. Just know it's very sexist. You know? Yeah. Whatever. And so she was like... Well, and then she started watching and she's like, I don't think that I'm seeing it. I'm like, you just watch and you, you know, like no judgment. You just watch and see if you pick up. And then I like came by like 10 minutes later and it was turned off and she's like, fine, it is sexist. And I was like, I mean, you can still watch it. I'm not trying to like take away like, you know, the elf does want to be a dentist. It's cute. I mean, we've talked, we've talked about like love actually is a hot fucking mess, but I love it anyway. Like I love it anyway. What's interesting is when I was a kid, um, so that was before, like, TVR and streaming and stuff, obviously, and The Wizard of Oz was always replayed right around the holidays. Yeah. And yeah. I remember... It was like, on we when, would... we were in, when we were in Florida. It was on. Yeah. Like and I remember, like, sitting down, like, when it was airing and watching it, you know, with the commercials and everything. So to me, Wizard of Oz is almost like a Christmas movie because that's when... That's right. always when I rewatched it, even though it's obviously not. So speaking, oh, that's I was gonna say, speaking of Will Ferrell on the plane to Florida, um, Sydney and I watched Spirited, which is the new Apple Plus movie with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Which is it is a musical. It is a musical comedy version of A Christmas Carol. I've and never heard of this. It just came out. It like why well, no? But I didn't I, like I I, I, yeah. I didn't hear a single word about it. That's crazy. Well, you got to follow Ryan Reynolds on social media, and then oh. you will. <laughs> um it's super cute i mean it's it, it was a lot of fun so yeah i do i like christmas movies but i'm selective about which ones i like okay well i'm glad you like elf it made me cry too oh i love elf i like that's one that i will I watch still every even think it was year. good it just like got me and like my emotions and i still like when i finished it i'm like that wasn't a very good movie but like i still was like <laughs> like <laughs> It's just, if you enjoyed it, it's a good movie, though, you know? Yeah, like, no, I know, I know. It doesn't have to I be, know. like, mind-blowing writing. Know. Yeah, trust me, if you watch Die Hard, don't expect, like, <laughs> look, it's just a classic, like, the man's got to save a woman, and he does it by walking through glass barefoot and shirtless, and it's fantastic. It's like the and ultimate, Alan, like... And Alan Rickman is the bad guy. Yeah, and Alan Rickman, I mean, Alan Rickman is hot. I love Hans As Gruber. Hans Gruber... Yeah. You know, that's when, like, all Germans were just, like, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Know? Okay. <laughs> God, am I... <laughs> I just need to preface this for anyone listening. If I laugh throughout this podcast and I sound like I have a smoker's cough, um, nothing wrong with you if you have a smoker's cough. Uh, I just don't. It's, um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I do have COVID. So the second one, last, <laughs> I mean, second one down. The second last one down. podcast, we talked about how like I just got over a fever. It was COVID. So only and the only reason she knows it is because I was like, Megan, take a fucking test. Yeah, Amy's like, because I was like, now it's a cold. And Amy's like, no, you're I like, you're like, you're like, I totally have a sinus infection now. I'm like, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't. It's just it's COVID. It's the vid. And so, she, 
she's like, I'm sick. I want a podcast. I'm like, but do you want a podcast when you're sick? Like we can take a break. And then she's like, no, no. And then the next day she's like, okay, fine. I, I found out I had COVID. So I podcasted <laughs> I was like, through okay. COVID. <laughs> so anyway, um, I still have just like a lingering like cold. You can probably hear it in my voice and a cough. So I'm sorry. But I, cause I just laughed there and it sounded like, you know, a raspy. You sounded like uh, Marge Simpson's sisters. Yeah, I kind of did. So Patty and Selma. Yeah. Oh my God! Stop! What is voice voice you... by Julie Cavanaugh? I'm just gonna say she's gonna tell us who, who they're voiced by. I knew it. Just stop! I don't even I don't even know who. Well, Julie, Julie Cavanaugh, Cavanaugh voices is. Marge and her sisters. She does okay. all three. And just so you know, so Leah, your homework just is to watch Die Hard before the end of the year. Yeah, please. Okay, and just and the first well, one. You don't have to watch anymore. There's no. a bunch of Die Hards, but just watch the first one because it's classic. It's a classic. There's Christmas trees okay. in it. It's Christmas. It's Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's Christmas Eve. Does Santa come at the end? Yes. Yeah, Santa and saves John McClane. Everyone... <laughs> does everyone start singing like, uh, you better watch out. You better not cry. And then the Santa Claus meter of Christmas spirit makes the sled fly because that's what happens in Elf. Spoiler. You're dissing Elf. Like, <laughs> like, I love, I love how she's like having to explain it as if everybody else listening to this podcast hasn't seen Elf. <laughs> Like, the movie's, just, like, 20 I, years old. Is, is it really? really? Old? I think it came out in 2003. I'm looking. Wow. Maybe even sooner. I'm oh, my God. Kidding. You're right. It came out in 2003? It's 20 years old? Oh, God. I thought it came out, like, two years ago. It's like, yeah. It's like a... I, th- I thought it came out maybe <laughs> 10 years ago. Maybe. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. Okay. Movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good segue. Uh, you know, 20, January 1st, 2022 feels like a long time ago. I know. I still feel like I, I still feel like I lost two years with, you know, with COVID and, and, and everything. Like I'm still getting used to that. We're almost in 2023. Um, and so, I feel like I lost, you know, the beginning of 2022 because we started 2022 by watching the silent sea. <laughs> I was watching the Silent Sea on New Year's Eve twenty, like you know, into New and we Year's were so Day. excited to do it. We were so excited to do it. So, so yeah, here we are. Here we are. So, time travel has popped up in my life twice in the past two weeks. First, I finally got my teenage kids to watch Back to the Future with me over the Thanksgiving holiday, and like this is one of those things where I've been like. Will you please just, like, they love Ferris Bueller. Like, there's some 80s movies that they love, but, like, for some reason, whenever they looked at, like, a trailer, like, if you try and look at a movie trailer for Back to the Future, it looks like it was made in the 1980s, because it was. Like, it's not high-tech trailers. They're like, no, it looks old. So long story short is, like, we could not agree on anything, and my mom was like, why don't we watch Back to the Future? Because we were scrolling through and so I'm like, yes, we are watching Back to the Future. Okay? And guess what? They loved it. And it was a fun, like, sort of mother-daughter moment because my daughter loves the actress Zoe Deutsch, as do I. Um, and I got to show her Leah Thompson, who is Zoe Deutsch's mama, who was all that in my teen years. But I digress. The other day, I was listening to another podcast that I love, other than ours, which is Armchair Experts. And they had Neil deGrasse Tyson on, the, you know, famous astrophysicist. I love him. He's super cool. 
And they were talking about the universe and physics and space time and Back to the Future became part of the conversation. And Neil deGrasse Tyson mentioned the same Easter egg that my daughter mentioned about the movie that I never noticed before in all the times I've seen this movie since I was like 10. So first and foremost, now I feel like I need to ask this before I go any further. Have you both seen Back to the Future? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. It's been a long time though. Okay. I have not yes. really watched a long It's time. been a long time for me too. I okay. promise I've so seen all of them. And I think that my daughter knew this from like social media because she knew it before we saw the movie and then she brought it up at the end. So of course, when Marty goes back in time, he changes a lot of things in the future, like which is his actual present. But one change is super subtle and never outwardly mentioned, yet it's right there when Marty returns to good old 1985. Stay with me because this is going to connect to today's show. But first, Leah and Megan, do you know the change that I'm referring to. It happens at the location where Marty leaves 1985 and enters 1955 and then returns to 1985 again. And I put in here, because I wrote the script for tonight, no cheating, don't look this up. So I hope that neither of you look this up. No, I read this question and I was like, this was the most Amy question I've ever read in my life. It like, came course, up twice. Like something, something in the universe is telling me to ask this question. Like it came up twice in my life in the past two weeks. Okay, I'm ready I, to have it change I, my life because I barely have no idea. It's not going to change your life, but it's something that like I never noticed. And I saw the movie a bunch of times when I was a kid. So um, the place where Marty gets in the DeLorean, you know, with when, you know, when Doc, when Doc, Do Dr. Emmett Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, shows him um, <laughs> the DeLorean time machine. It's called Twin Pines Mall. Okay. It's the name of the mall. Okay. So Marty gets in the DeLorean, travels back to 1955. And the DeLorean crashes into a pine tree on Twin Pines. It's like Twin Pines, like it's like a pine tree forest before it became a neighbor, before it became a mall. When he goes back to 1985, there's just a sign that says Lone Pine Mall. Because he took out all the other pines? Because he took out the one. It was called Twin Pines and he knocked one of them down. Oh my gosh, that's so years funny. Ago. Nope, and so I never, never knew that. that. So my oh, daughter so brought funny. it up, and I am, Neil deGrasse Tyson brought it up. I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I didn't say it was going to change I love life. it. I just thought it was cool that it came up twice. Okay? Yeah, I want to so, know how you're bringing this up to whatever we're talking about. I'm because segwaying. at this point, I feel like you're just going to talk about vacuums. Vacuums do not come up at all tonight. But, but since you brought it up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So why is it fitting that time travel has entered my universe twice in the past two weeks? Because we are going to be embarking on a blast to the past as we travel back through 2022, a year in the life of Afternoon of Delight, a retrospective. Oh, look what you did here. So really? cue up Huey Lewis in the news on your Back to the Future LP, which I actually have in my basement right now, as we go, quote unquote, in time. And I'm sure neither of you remember that that is the song from Back to the Future. And Huey Lewis has a cameo in Back to the Future as well. I think I knew about the cameo, but I'm not sure if I really knew the song. I just remember Michael J. Fox being like, don't worry, your kids are going to love this music. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's performing a Huey Lewis song and Huey Lewis makes him stop and he's like, it's too loud. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So there, you remember, that was good. Okay, so as of right now, 
we've covered 21 dramas on the pod this year. Of course, we've watched far more between the three of us, but these are the dramas that made the cut for the pod in 2022, which means they were dramas that all three of us watched or that we did in pairs when one of us was away or with a guest host. In fact, I think we should recognize like some of our, our guests that we've had on, on the show, like Sarah CJ from K-Drama, known as K-Drama This on social media. We also had on author Piper Drake. Mm-hmm. Leah, you've done a couple things with some other people, haven't you? For our pod? Mm, uh, I did a uh, a pod with Allison. So that's just not out yet. So that was why I wasn't mentioning it. But it will be out by the time you listen to this. So yes. Yeah. And um, let's see. And Allison's part of our sister pod. Afternoon, Afternoon Army. Army. I did do some BTS pods this year. And then we did do um, Extraordinary Attorney Woo. And we'll talk about that in a little while where we had some own voices rep um, with some folks that we'll give shout outs to a little bit later in the pod. Yes. And you both have also had your daughters on the pod as well. As mm-hmm. This year? Was yeah, it that this year? For me, it was the beginning of this year because I went for to you. It was, January. yeah. For you, it was Megan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, Hazel I don't. I don't know if Bronte was, but Hazel was. Yeah, I think Bronte might have been twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah. So, goodbye, Bronte. You don't get a mention. <laughs> actually, we've I'm just like, kidding. He might have actually. Uh, I can't remember. Actually, I. I really like now. I'm like. Did I have a year? Where have I been? Like it's the silence. I know that's how it water. feels. I drank the lunar water and can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of lunar water, here is the list, which is not only helpful for us to remember what we covered this year, but also, you know, all our 2022 dramas in case, you know, you might have missed one um, or, you know, missed us lose our shit over the silent sea and Mr. Sunshine in two very different ways. So I thought we could go through the list and each take a column here and share what we've down on the pod this year in order yes okay i can go these are these are in order from our spreadsheet right so we covered the silent sea my name mad for each other reply 1988 our beloved sunshine (laughs) oops what our beloved (laughs) our beloved summer mr sunshine and business proposal and then number eight, lucky eight, was semantic error. Then the sound of magic. Then my mister, prison playbook, 2521, Kin Porsche, and tomorrow. And then rounding it out with Pachinko, Itawan Class, Extraordinary Attorney Wu, Cafe Minamdong, All of Us Are Dead, If You Wish Upon Me, and Little Women. So... Of these 21 dramas watched in 2022, which was your favorite and why? And you may only talk about one drama. So I like the parameters that you put on. It was very much a callback to what I like to do. Um, (laughs) So I have an answer, but I just this I struggled with this one because the one I'm going to say was my favorite. I didn't watch in 2022. Oh, we talked about it in 2022. So, and okay, so, I, I was, I want to, I want to give you then, I want to give you a pass and say that you can mention this because it's your favorite drama of all time, right? Yes. Isn't it? So, okay. but then I'll let you pick a second, like, which is your favorite that you watched this year as well? 
Okay, that's good. So, okay, my favorite one that we did this year, which I gave wags of the finger on, was Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> because, like, I waited, you know, I think a year and a quarter before the two of you watched it. So I was really happy to do it this year. I picked it because it is my favorite. Um, but I had already seen it in um, 2021. And then I watched it again in 2022, just for the pod. So out of all of these here, now this is exciting because I get to like pick on the fly. Yeah. What my favorite was. Who dogs. You know, I'm just going to go. I like going with a gut gut thing here. And I'm going to pick one that might feel surprising. And I'm going to say semantic error. I love semantic one. error. That yeah. was a really good um, one. Yeah. It's an enemies to lovers. We all enjoyed it. Um, it's a... Korean BL and I just felt as if it was perfectly cast it had everything I love about an enemies to lovers story and the entire time I watched it I was just like delighted and you can't ask for more than that from a K-drama yeah so I mean this was obviously hard because Amy in capital letters said I can only talk about one <laughs> um and I'm gonna follow the rules so Basically, I thought it's hard because there are so many dramas that, like, I super enjoyed. Like, I this that's why this is this is really hard. It was a good year, but I picked the drama that has stuck with me the longest, and what I continually thought about all year to the point that finally, like, towards the end of the year, I was like, Amy and Leah, we got to cover this drama because it stuck with me throughout the whole year, and that's all of us are dead. Such a um, good one. And I think there's just, there's multiple reasons. I wouldn't say it's like, I don't even know if I would say it's the best drama of the year in, in any way, but for me, it's the one that stuck with me. It has so much of what I love, which is like the zombies with the heart. Um, the the acting was incredible. I love the world building that was done. And it, I just, I think about it a lot. Like, I really, truly think about that drama a lot. I think about those characters a lot. Like, I actually think to myself, I wonder what they're doing now. Like, in a way, like, to me, they were just, they were so real. And the drama did that in, like, 12 episodes for me. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's so, yeah. I think that that's the one that gave me um lasting impression. I would say it was really hard because Mr. Sunshine was up there, but... And, and by no means are we saying this is the these are the best dramas of 2022. It's just out of our right. list, which one will we pick as our as our number one? Right. Um, because I absolutely agree with with both of you. Um, I mean, it, as far as like all of us are dead, like sticking with me. Like I was just talking to my son about it the other day because something made me think of season two, and I'm like, you're gonna watch it with me, right? Like I'm like I'm I'm just so excited for it. Um, but for me, I picked Edawan class, and that was one that I that really snuck up on me as far as how much I loved it. And I was worried for two different reasons because it wasn't your favorite Megan, which is totally fine. Like you liked it good enough, but it wasn't your favorite drama. And then Leah started watching it and she's texting me and she's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. This is the best, one of the best things I've ever watched. I need you to yep. like tell me if I'm crazy. And so I've got like kind of both things going here where like Megan was kind of met on it. Leah loves it. And I'm afraid to have any sort of expectations for it. Um, and then I started watching it. I mean, like Parks of June, like you're already like starting at a high, you know, high bar when you've got Parks of June. But 
Yeah, that was one drama that really stuck with me, like that I couldn't stop thinking about when I was done. I had a drama hangover from it, which is, I think I had been really, really needing that. Like I hadn't had it in a long time. You know, we talked about K-drama slumps last week. And I don't think I've had many slumps in the past year, but I think that I was at a point where I really needed a drama that was going to just kind of bowl me over and give me that, you know, K-drama hangover that's going to make me not want to watch anything else for a while. And that's what Edawan Class did for me. And it's a drama that I will someday when I have the time for it, I will rewatch it. I loved it that much. And I'm so happy that we ended up doing it for the pod. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I do, I do want to say if 2521 didn't uh, flub the ending, that would have been my top drama. And I hate that, when that happens, right? It, like when I'm still so mad about how they ended it. And I understand some people like the ending and that I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you if you like the ending, because then it probably is one of your top dramas. Um. That drama, it just, it meant so much to me and I loved it so much. So for it to like end in a way that just felt inconsistent in writing pissed me off. And I think then I just sort of like, bleh, like, you know what I mean? I was like almost mad. Right, and you're the, mad at and, it. Yeah. And it it makes me sad sometimes when I think about how much, how, how good that drama was and like how there were so many things about that drama I loved, but it is what it is. I guess I just want to shout it out. It was a great drama. Um, maybe if I watched it again, I'd like it more knowing the ending. Um, but, uh, Sarah and I did cover that drama. If you want to listen to the the pod on 2521. Yeah. And I, I mean, I won't spoil anything either, but, but I, I know you told us about the ending and stuff like that. And I feel like, I feel like that's something that would t- change your, change your motivation going into it. Cause you would know mm-hmm. what you were in for. Mm-hmm. rather than expect something else yeah and again i don't need a happy ending i watched i all of us all of us are dead is 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 was was what i consider my favorite drama that didn't have a happy no. ending and so i don't need a happy ending i need it to make sense yeah. all of us are dead the ending made sense to me i, I thought 100%. it actually fit the that was tore a my ending <laughs> oh my god it tore my heart out so good all right. again i can't talk about that drama again oh my god i'm gonna right. get into it <laughs> I'm excited for the for season two, though. Me too. Okay, so we have to go the other way. And I think this is easier for all of us. Yeah. Um, so which drama do you regret having given eight to 20 plus hours of your life? <laughs> uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry, my mister. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to piss people off again. I can't last... believe you put that in. I can't I know. Well, you want to know what's funny is Megan, I was deciding between those two that you have written. That you have Are you kidding? Out. No. You two are not kidding. Better. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, My I'm mister put me in a state of depression for a week, for no, for two weeks, for like <laughs> no reason. Um, I just wanted over with. And I mean, I, I mean, I, I put the silent C as like my other option. Um, but I mean, at least I got Luna in the Silent Sea, and I liked Luna, <laughs> the little here's, girl. Yeah, I was like, here's why it was a toss up for me between the Silent Sea and um, and my Mister, because I had the same ones. But I, I put the Silent Sea, which really hurts to do because y'all mm-hmm. know that Gong Yu is my my one and only. Um, but 
I put the silent C because of the expectation that I have had of it, right? Like I've been waiting so long for a new Gong Yu drama. The teasers of it like drove me crazy. The first episode, we were like, this is going to be some, some exciting shit, right? Mm -hmm. And then it just, it shit the bed like big time. Um, whereas my mister, I was, a, I, I'm able to say that I appreciate the performances in my mister and, um, and I thought it was fantastic acting. Um, I just didn't enjoy those hours. I just didn't enjoy a single second minute. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, look, just so like people don't come to like murder us. My mister did not rank in my low end. I'd say it ranks in my top end. So good. I'm, I'm glad for you. Don't at us. Love <laughs> that journey for you. And love that journey for you. Silent Sea, look, I think it was kind of just like not good. However, I got so much enjoyment out of like the things I disliked about it. That, like, it's not, it doesn't rank at the bottom. So I'm going with the two that I can't get my life back. Watch. <laughs> and that's Cafe Minimdong, which I loathe. <laughs> <laughs> and Sound of Magic, which I <laughs> really did hate both of those. <laughs> fucking hated. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. both of those, I just remember thinking, I'm only watching this for the pod. I cannot, and I mean, like, I'm, I'm spending, like, like someday I'm going to be dying and I'm going to be like, did I go like see that flower or that ocean wave or like eat that like delicious something? I'll be like, no, I was watching cafe Minim Dong or I was watching the fucking sound of magic. <laughs> Actually, I mean, valid. You know what? You know what I didn't mention because we didn't, we didn't cover it on the pod. Uh, I watched it alone was another miss. O. I actually completely, struck that entire drama from my mind just realized it now just remember that i actually actually put myself through watching that drama oh my god you're just picking like the people the, the beloved dramas people <laughs> love and then just dumping out on them i have sorry. not seen it i have not I'm seen sorry. it i will try to watch it and take another one for the team because I, I won't probably like it i won't because there's too many other things that i want i want i do watch. think although Leah although like Le- i say although leah likes it and, it and it turns into an eat one thing where megan's like no and leah's like it is changing my life that I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to try it. And I will, just to, and I just will to be the tiebreaker. Yeah. And I will respect you for it. It's fine. It's fine. But you're not going to change my mind. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a weird, it's been a weird year because I feel like the latter half of the year, we've watched a lot of newer dramas and, where I used to always be the one who is struggling to like keep up and get a drama watch by the time we were doing the pod on it, I've been really good at starting dramas like right when they drop lately and yeah, only watching you have. episodes a week, which I think definitely affects my my perspective because yeah. having to binge something that I'm definitely not enjoying binging is, you know, is gonna make me hate it. Whereas watching two episodes a week is something that like isn't my favorite thing in the world, but it's it's entertaining me well enough. Like I have a totally different, totally different. You know, I think I would still have hated both of these. I think I would have maybe hated Cafe Minimdong less. I would have always hated Sound of Magic. 
See, Sound of Magic, I didn't hate watching it. That, like, that's the thing. I didn't hate the experience of watching it. I hated what it turned out to be. So when I finished Silent Sea, I was like, oh, my God, this felt like what a missed opportunity. However, it was kind of like unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> I know it was. Sound of Magic didn't feel unintentionally hilarious. I was just like what the like absolutely not and then the musical number at the very the, end i'll say I was the post credits like, musical number at the end with like murderers dancing like yeah well i almost feel like no silent C could have been fixed like i still feel like that had potential the sound of it magic there was have. just nothing that i mean there i don't know what you could have done with that the silent C was no. a really cool concept it was a cool concept yeah and i mean like look they did shit the bed but hey we had a giant tiger that was cgi'd we had mm. a, the the hardest working starfish in show business. You know, <laughs> I mean, like I love Luna. I did. We love had Luna. Luna. She was. We great. had projectile water vomiting. Whatever. I mean, like, look, it's my third probably least favorite, but you know, no, the other two. I like. I think of them now, and I get like a sick feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so is there a drama we yeah. didn't do for the pod this year that you wish we had? And it could be one you watched on your own or one you want to watch. Because, you know, there's always 2023, right? Yeah, so Megan and I both put the same thing. I think that's super fun because I think that shows maybe we can lean towards that in 2023. Um, what do we put, Megan? <laughs> yeah, The Alchemy of Souls uh, yeah. or Alchemy of Souls. I just have heard so much about this. And it, I just, I want to watch it. That's all there is to it. I've just heard good things. It looks fun. Plus it's got the all of us are dead villain as like a total sweetie teddy bear. Yeah. Mm, um, okay. I would say the other one, the only other one I could think of is actually a Chinese drama and it's the fairy and the devil. Hmm. Um, that has Dylan Wang from Meteor Ooh, You know, I love him. Yeah, we know. We love him. Um, I mean, I've just heard that actually really filtered into the romance community. A lot of people um, in the romance community really like that. So that's the only okay. other one um, that I would like to check out. Um, so I did our blues, which nobody wants to watch. But I do. Really... I do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Make, I 100% do. Because of Kim Woo-bin. Because of Kim Woo-bin. Um, the whole cast. Like, it's got, it's a great cast. Yeah, it I is. actually, I actually cast. do want to watch it. It's for real. I do. You remember you tra you talked us into it and Leah and Amy and I were both like, oh my gosh, that does sound really yeah, good. Yeah, let's put it on the schedule. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I our think blues it's, and Alchemy of Souls. Yeah, I don't think it's like, I don't know if you want to like smash our blues and just be like, you know, I do feel like it worked better being like, you know, I kind of like parsed it out because I mean, there's a lot of. There's a lot of great things in it. There's a lot of tough things in it, but I really, I really did enjoy it quite a lot. So I think it's uh, to get more credit than I feel like it's gotten. So uh, we also watched four Korean films for the pod this year: Sobok, Love and Leashes, The Pirates, The Last Royal Treasure, and Parasite. Rank them one to four, with one being your favorite and four being not. So Megan, you have shaken me tonight. I know. I, to, I know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand your ranking. I don't know. I just kind of because you and I had a fight over this. I thought we were going to all three be the exact same, but we are not. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, okay, well, say what, say you two, say what your ranking is. So Leah and I both did Parasite number one, Love and Leashes number two, Sabak number three, and Pirates number four. Okay, and I switched Pirates and Sobak. So look, I, I I don't know. Look, I still remember. I don't remember anything about Sobak. Um, I remember really. a lot more about Sobak than I do about. Oh, I remember that like ending tank scene. That was kind of cool. Um, but I just I you know the pirates had Kong Han Nul like on the back of a bull. Um, had those like fighting penguins. Like none of it made sense, and maybe that's why I like watch the whole thing and i was like this is freaking crazy it wasn't good <laughs> i think my mind's blown because i disliked Sobuk so much and you seem to have liked it better than me i did but I then did. i feel like are... all of my rankings okay let me see i feel like how much i liked pirates and Sobok are still more than you liked Sobok and Pirates. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Like, if there's a sliding scale, like, I still care more <laughs> about them than you do. Does that make sense? I can't so believe that you're even... I cannot... I, I think that I just feel as if I'm worried that COVID has affected your brain, that you're putting <laughs> Pirates ahead. It's possible. I will tell you. It, <laughs> it is possible. And I, I love... I mean, you know Kong Hanul is my K-drama bias. And this right. was still just, like, a flaming... Yeah, I don't know, man. I honestly, I don't know. And you know what? If you ask me tomorrow, I might change change my mind. I just, I don't know if I was, maybe I was feeling But I feel like, you know, we've been uh, haters. I want to say Parasite's amazing. I mean, it's yes, not it's it amazing. this year, but we watched it this year. Um, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It's beautiful to watch. It is really interesting. It's got tons of layers. And Love and Leashes was it was just like a sweet, like it didn't, cha- it doesn't change your life, but it was fun. No, it and there's scenes from that drama, like when he eats the kibble or hopefully yeah. not real kibble out of her hand. Like I think about that all the time. Um, For whatever reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I liked it. It was cute. But yeah, Parasite I wish it was outstanding. A- yeah, Parasite was outstanding. Out of all of them, I mean, Love and Leashes isn't even like, you know, I mean, it was like a delicious little chicken nugget versus like, you know, some sort of like gourmet feast. Yeah. And Pirates was like a box of Lucky Charms. <laughs> Just like I don't even, pi- crazy. Pirates was like eating mushrooms no, you know what it was like? on a bad trip and wanting you know to what, You know what Pirates is like? Because you just watched Elf. Pirates is like the breakfast that buddy makes with the pasta and the syrup. It, and maybe the that's why I was like, sure. Like let's do it. Yeah. We didn't yes. watch this together, but I did watch soul vibe, which I'm sorry. was not good. Like it was entertaining, uh, but it had like no heart, no good backstory. It was fun to watch, but that's about it. I wouldn't call it like, spectacular not in the way like i mean you come out with something like parasite i'm sorry nothing's gonna compare to that no all right so So, you know folks if you're listening you're like okay you watch 21 dramas and four movies like for the pod big deal that's 25 episodes so what were your lazy butts doing the rest of the year well what were we doing amy 
we were creating more fun K-drama related content because we did 19 creative or research related episodes, which I think were a ton of fun. Yeah. So what did we do for those? And we can, we can split these, like somebody take like the first six, there's 19, so we can do like six, six and seven. Okay. I'll go first. So uh, this one was a lot of fun. We did a mature hero love letter for Valentine's Day. We did Sisters Before Misters, all about strong female friendships. We talked about our host tastes. We talked about supernatural K-dramas with guest Piper J. Drake. Uh, we had a trope edition, trope edition uh, titled If You Like This, Then Try This. And then we also discussed Heat and Asian Dramas, titled Sweet and Spicy. And then we, we also... did. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Do you want to go? Or you want me to go? You go. Okay. So then we did destinations for a K drama inspired trip, and we all picked a different destination. We did sell me on a drama based on you know watching just one episode or a few episodes. We were all like in the middle of different dramas. We did a product placement episode, which was a lot of fun. Sundere appreciation iconic moments in K in K dramas that live in our minds rent free. That was super fun. And we finally put like our writer's hats on. Um, and this was like a suggestion from a listener. And we did the Korean beat sheet where we took a very popular screenwriting slash novel writing formula and it's Blake Snyder's 15 beats. And we applied it to K dramas. And then we did Extraordinary Attorney Wu, uh, part two, which was more of a um, a conversation that we had with uh, two autistic uh, K drama fans, uh, Fran and Jay. Jay, mm -hmm. and it was a really great take on giving them kind of the floor to just talk about what they felt like the drama got right in terms of representation, where it was lacking. And I thought that it was just a really nuanced view on the drama. I learned a lot and they were really great. Uh, they were really great guests and I would love to have them back as well. Yeah. They were fantastic. It was and a really great podcast. Also... Oh, thanks. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And all credit to them. Really. They did a fantastic job. Then we did a yeah. uh, green flag heroes. We did I Have Questions, we did Enlistment, and like how Enlistment works with K-drama uh, actors. We did the Ted Lasso Effect, we did Second Lead SOSs, and we did K-drama Slumps. That's a lot of fun stuff. I know. Yeah, I think so we did too. a lot of fun stuff this year. The best. Yeah, I as I say, I love watching dramas, but I think these are some of my favorite episodes because we get to be creative, but also kind of you know pull dramas into it, and then sometimes we get to research interesting aspects of dramas that make us want to learn more. Like I have questions is always super fun, mm -hmm. and we've done a few of those. There are also great episodes for you know these. Sorry, these are also great episodes for any listeners who might not have watched all the dramas that we cover and don't want to get spoiled, since these episodes usually contain a ton less spoilers. Like sometimes we are referring to dramas and we'll refer to a spoilery moment, but for the most part, you can listen to these and not get a drama ruined for you. So yeah. I love them all. 
But let's do another, you know, top list here. Let's do a top three this time to see where our preferences lie as far as what kind of creative episodes we have a lot of fun with. This was really hard for me to pick. I loved so many of these. Um, so I just kind of picked the ones that I just remember, like, having a good time talking about. So number one is product placement. I freaking love talking about that. That was a really, <laughs> and, and we learned a lot. Like, it was really, really yeah. interesting. And now sometimes when I'm watching K-dramas in the back of my mind, I'm like, are they showing the the brand name and how big of the screen does it take up and, or how much of the screen does it take up? Things like that. Um, I love talking about green flag heroes. Um, I think uh, listeners really like that one too. And then I super enjoyed talking about beach cheating and how it applies to K-dramas. That was a blast. So for me, I liked um, the Sundari appreciation. I love Sundari characters. The extraordinary attorney Wu conversation has a really special place in my heart from this year. And then I went with the SOSs because I just think that they're really cathartic and fun. They are. And I'm always yeah. happy to do one. And I'm always loving to like listen to what you all choose too. So I just love the SOSs always. Cathartic is a great way to describe that. That's awesome. I love it. So I did I did the Extraordinary Attorney Woo part two episode as well. That was really special. And I'm really happy that I got to be a part of that. I really love doing the mature hero love letter because, you know, for, for one episode, I got to not feel like a dirty Ajima. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And then the Ted Lasso effect was, was very fun as well because it, I think, and for those of you who haven't, you know, listened to that one or who, you know, maybe don't know about Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso basically is a, it's a Western TV show on Apple plus that gave us the two of us that have watched it so far, Leah and I, it gave us the feeling that K-dramas give us. And we were able to kind of like, it helped us articulate what makes K-dramas so special to us by kind of dissecting um, Ted Lasso and how a lot of aspects of that show fit into what we love about K-dramas. But yeah, I mean, I, I love obviously watching dramas. Like that's what brought this podcast together. But all these different types of ways we've been able to get creative in the realm of K-drama has been super fun. And finally, I'm going to toss everything else we've done under one miscellaneous umbrella. Concert recaps like ATs and BTS, reality shows, In the Soup and Singles Inferno. And I'm going to throw in all of our snacks that we've recorded for the Patreon so that we can shamelessly plug our Patreon here. Because if you join our Patreon, you can get access to bonus content. Like us talking for a half an hour about coats and K-dramas or dramas <laughs> that should have been queer. So this is all just to say that we've put a lot of content out this year and it has been a true joy to do so. But now it's also a true joy to do our K-pop wreck of the week. And I'm so excited for what Leah is going to share this week. Leah, what do you have for us? That just come on. What? Oh, what? sorry. I just heard like a weird noise and was confused. Hmm. Okay, so I have a confession to make, and I am not going to do a K-pop song as my wreck of the week. I'm going to do the whole album because <laughs> it's my time, and I couldn't choose, honestly. So I am talking about Indigo, 
And this is um, RM or Kim Namjoon, the leader of BTS, is first official solo record. In the past, he's done these mixtapes, which the company's released kind of free. And one was RM, which came out about two years after their debut. And then one was called Mono, which came out in, I think, like 2018. So he kind of self-describes Indigo as being an archive of his 20s. And I would say really kind of like looking at grappling from between like 2019 and 2022. Kind of that like very big rise into like kind of like uber super fandom. And we did a whole kind of like album take on this on our sister pod, which I recommend checking out uh, for Afternoon Army that came out this week. But for me, I have to just say that really quickly, he has been like kind of going through it this year. And I was a little bit nervous when I found out that he was going to be the second because I'll be all um, most of the group is doing solo efforts. We had Jack in the Box, which came out from J-Hope, which was kind of like this experimental fun concept album this summer. Uh, Jin, right before he has gone going into the military, he came out with Astronaut, which was very like done by Coldplay, like, you know, written with Coldplay and kind of has this like very dreamy feel to it. But RM's been talking a lot about having like a lack of creative vision, voice, not sure what he wants to say, um, kind of just being like, you know, I'm a bit lost in like, you know, everything and has been having a lot of love of art. And that's been really like where he's been going. He's been doing a lot of uh, curation on his Instagram of art pieces. He's gone to LA to like, you know, narrate for special exhibits. He's become like one of the most influential art collectors in not only South Korea, but kind of the world a little bit. And so I think that I just wasn't sure where he was going to go with his music. And I should have had a lot more faith because this album is absolutely incredible. He asks that folks listen to it in order. And I think that that's a must. And I think you also need to listen to it looking at the lyrics as well, because this is a really like if you appreciate good writing, his storytelling through this album is stunning. And he does a lot of collabs with everyone from like Erica Badu to Tablo from Epic High. And I think that's cool too, because I think with BTS, he's obviously always like very much the collaborator, keeping the group together. And so with this album, he really was able to choose folks that have really influenced him in the last couple of years. And I thought that was a really great opportunity. And so just really quickly to kind of just talk about like how he sets this up and then I'll move on because I could talk about this for like the rest of the night, honestly, is the first song is called Yun. And it's a collab he does with Erica Badu. So it's got a really great sound to it. But Yoon is a Korean um, artist, Yoon Hyung Kyun, who was known for doing these very kind of um, minimalist, but technically complex paintings. And this is like, you know, Namjoon's kind of like on the record of saying this is like one of his favorite um, artists, uh, kind of had like their up and coming time going through like the Japanese occupation of South Korea. And so as you're listening to the music kind of start, you hear the artist's voice and he's lecturing and he's talking about his philosophies of art. And that kind of begins the setup that Namjoon has in the song where he basically has a conversation with the painter. And he's kind of reflecting on what does it mean to make art? What does it mean to be in the headspace to be creative? And there's like lines in it that are really lovely. Like he talks about like wanting to be human before he makes art. Or he talks about, he takes a quote that was said by the painting, which is true beauty, true beauty is um, true sorrow. 
and what that means to like see something that's really beautiful and how that can actually make somebody feel really like sad even within like the engagement of seeing something that's beautiful and so that kind of like sets up conceptually like where the album begins and he kind of just goes from there into deep dives into personal relationships most likely heartbreak and like being in love and what that looks like to lose that love he has a song that's much more kind of like accessibly like not poppy but pretty catchy called lonely which he wrote apparently when he was in vegas during the permission to dance concert which is just about him being fucking lonely um he has a song that's called still life which is a reflection of himself because again he loves painting so kind of what it's like for him to be in an exhibition of himself so like thinking of like what it looks like to look at a still life painting which is something that was living but is now kind of like a cut flower or a piece of fruit that's been picked and it's dead but then it's the still life and so what does it mean when people look at him and he wants to still be something that's alive and not something that's like dead and static and so I mean, it's just, it's a really beautiful, interesting album that has great sound. Everything fits together. No song is really skippable. And I think it really just is like a joy to unpack. And you don't have to love K-pop, I think, to enjoy and access the album. Like, there's one song, Forgetful, that honestly is like a folk song, almost. So I really recommend it. I just think it's a really beautiful song to just take some time and just sit. It's like 30, 35 minutes and just listen to um, the music and read along kind of with the lyrics and just kind of see the story that he wants to tell about himself because it's a very human, vulnerable uh, self-expression. Awesome. I'm, I, uh, I watched Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I was like, I watched the tiny desk where he does like I think the first, just the first three songs, and it was really cool to you know see him talk about the songs in between, and then of course I'm watching it with um, subtitles because you know he does half in English, half in um, in Korean, and so you get to you know watch the lyrics with it, and you know obviously he does Yun, and that was really really cool, um, still life as well. So what kinds of things do you both like to do when you drive? Pay attention to the road? Is this a trick question? All right, how about when you fold laundry? Why am I folding laundry in this scenario? Read, friends. I was trying to get you to say read. You could just ask us if we like to read when we drive or... Wait, how are you reading when you're driving? With Audible, you know, our sponsor, who is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. I listen to audiobooks on my commute to work in the car. Oh, yeah, I totally do that. I love my Audible. So... <laughs> it's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally do that. I love my Audible subscription. Then why'd you leave me hanging with the whole driving thing? Forget it. It's not important. What is important is that now our listeners can get a 30-day free trial of Audible Premium Plus from Afternoon of Delight. Do you know what they get with that free trial? Actually, I do. They get one audiobook credit, two if they are Prime members, which is good for any premium selection, and they get to keep that audiobook. They also get the whole Audible Plus catalog of podcasts like Afternoon of Delight, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible Originals. 
And with the Plus Catalog, you can listen all you want, no credits needed. And Audible sends you a reminder email before your trial ends. Sounds like a great way to spend 30 days to me, especially if you're heading outside for a walk, have a long commute to work, or just want to hear one of many talented narrators really bring your book to life. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash afternoona to sign up and you're ready to download your first listen. Enjoy. If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoona Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom. Because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoona Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, glow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida. So speaking of shamelessly plugging our Patreon, let's talk for a minute about how much our little community has grown in the past year. What's one aspect of this growing community that we're building that has really resonated with you in 2022? I mean, every day I'm just really grateful for our Patreon members who just want to even like discuss stuff with us. I mean, I, I just love it. I, and I, I enjoy the Patreon lives every um, single month. One thing on, I would say, like a personal note, um, when I talked about um, my journey up Mount Washington, and if you uh, (laughs) did not hear that story, I forget now what podcast it's on, but um, I told a 20-minute story about how I almost died climbing Mount Washington, and the amount of, like, the amount of listeners who reached out about that story... And who then responded on Instagram when I posted the, you know, extremely flattering photo of me when I, when I <laughs> summited. Just on a personal note, I just, I really felt, like, supported. Like, it was, like, I felt like there was this, and, and the, the comments were just so, like, lovely. They weren't just, like, like, yes, people were like, that was a funny story. But they were also like, I'm really proud of you, that you did do it. And it just felt, uh, it felt really nice. It just felt like I had this like big community of best friends who were like, you know, I did have one poor best friend who actually did have to help me up the mountain physically, but I just mean, you know, all the comments were just, you know, like I said, on a personal note, that was just one thing about the year that I think about a lot. And I want to say thanks for that. Everybody in our Patreon community and our listening community is virtually helping you up the mountain, Megan. Yeah. And I just appreciated it. After the fact. After yeah. the fact, yes. <laughs> but I mean, in life, the mountain of life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I will say, like, one of my favorite 
days of the week is the day that a new pod drops, like, you know, like, like today, like a Wednesday, because I love hopping on Instagram and seeing what people are saying and joining the conversation. Um, it's, you know, when we first started doing this and we first got on social media, we're like, is anybody going to talk to us about this stuff? And now it's like the show drops. I wake up in the morning and I go right to Instagram because I know there's going to be somebody to talk to. And it's super fun. And it's, you know, I, I feel like we just, I feel like we just have all these new friends who, you know, it's the type of community where you, if you know, you know, but you only know if you watch K-dramas and like nobody else in my life knows. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, like Patreon has been really special because I love that we do like, you know, the weekend watch where folks say like what they're watching that week. And I love to see all the different things people are watching. And I love to see people like get excited and nerd out on like the same stuff I'm getting excited and nerding out on. I really love doing the, um, the monthly lives with the Patreon because it feels, you know, I mean, I love all interaction we get back, but it's really interesting to see faces and be like, oh my gosh, real people, like real people listen to us. And so that's really fun. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's nice to seem as if we are becoming friendly um, because, you know, people give me, um, like people give me shit now. Like when I said my favorite color was brown, and like people took me to task for that, like all over Patreon. And I really loved it because it felt like, you know, being friends and friends give each other shit. And so it was great. <laughs> I love that discussion. I that hope was you so get funny. more shit now from all of our listeners. For they gave you so much. Yes. Okay, look, my favorite color is brown. I didn't know that that was a controversial choice until I like, it was like a throwaway question on like, you know, we did something on Patreon that was like all about us or whatever. And I didn't even like think about it <laughs> and I like came back and there was like big feelings that I had said that was my favorite color. And so there we go. So if you have a big feeling about it, you can tell me. And if you think I'm right, then thank you. And you can also like comfortable, warm, cozy, earthy, healing Brown with me. <laughs> and you don't have to be part of the Patreon to give her shit because you know, mm -mm. you can do it on Instagram. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of dramas in general, what is one thing in your 2022 drama watching journey that's just really stuck with you this year? Like, did you discover a new actor or actress, maybe a new genre that you thought you hated, but somehow now love? Or did you reaffirm the love you already had for an actor or actress after seeing them in something new? You know what? I wrote something down, but I'm, I'm now that I read the question again, I'm changing it. You know what? I fell back in love with Ji Chang Wook this year. And I was concerned, okay, because, you know, the year started off with The Sound of Magic, and I was like, oh my god, this is, I don't know what I'm going to do with my with my Wookiee, because I love him, but The Sound of Magic was just not it. <clears throat> and then I decided to watch If You Wish Upon Me, despite thinking the premise sounded hokey as hell and not being into it. Ended up loving if you wish upon me i mean it 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 probably is one of my top dramas that i watched this year i freaking loved it even though it was crazy it made me cry like every episode there was a gang fight in a hospice i don't care i loved it and i fell back in love with with ji chang wook and that was a highlight of the year 
for me. That drama made me cry more than any other drama this year. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ridiculous. Which was I very cried surprising. More than tomorrow. I think tomorrow yeah, was the other tomorrow, drama. More than tomorrow, and I cried a lot in tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of us are dead. Maybe we cried too. Well, that was hard. That's hard. Wait, was happiness this year? No. No. Okay. The very really? end of yeah. I went through our schedule. Okay. Happiness was the end of 2021. Wow. That's I'm crazy. almost positive it aired in like December. Wow. Okay. So for me, I decided I liked zombies. <laughs> this I was a tap, big... you guys. I missed happiness. Shit. Oh, it's I just, okay. I just, I just Googled it. I mean, I just did a control F and it's on the list and I totally missed it. It's okay. Okay. Then... That's okay. I think we leave it here to own the mea culpa that is happiness. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to pop in and say. We did do oh, happiness this year and we loved it. So okay. I'm so, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Cause I was trying to like, I didn't even think of it until now yeah. when I got to what, what, it, what it was, which is after seeing happiness and then all of us are dead, I've decided that I have been an asshole about zombies and I really do enjoy zombie movies. I think, like, I'll probably, like, not... It's not always going to be a slam dunk for me. But I like zombie movies now. Whereas, you know, if anyone recalls when we did Train to Busan, I was, like, not into it. I was an ass. I, I take it back. I like zombies now. I mean, all I will say is that I was nervous. I was nervous for you to watch All of Us Are Dead because I was really terrified you were going to think it was stupid. No, I, I thought Amy Megan, would like it. No, Megan, I think that I have realized that the psychological journey of like the zombie movies are right. really interesting. And like, I think that I also like forced proximity and things like that, which is what yeah. happiness and yes. um, yeah. So mm -hmm. it just, those it, are it all what all I like in. about zombie movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great to see when like the monsters of like humanity can be like worse than the monsters yep. like running around. So yeah, I like it. I hundred percent. I was like the little dude in Green Eggs and Ham, and now I like them. Same, I am. I well, I'm glad. Like I said, to... I I'm glad because oh, so, happiness happiness was also. A f I mean, I loved it. I didn't like it as much as all of us are dead, but I loved it. So there were great zombie movies. My sincerest apologies to. Han Hyo Joo and Park Young Shik because You're, we love them. We love this drama. We we watched it in January of of 2022, um, and I just you know missed it going through our spreadsheet. So we we did 22 dramas this year. Someone's gonna find another one that we missed that maybe I, I didn't see there. I did my best. Okay. I did it's my okay. best, everybody. I did it, my best. It's okay. Going through the spreadsheet. All we um, can do is our best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I I will say um, as far as you know some some actors that stuck out to me um for for this year i mean i i knew that i loved kong Teo in run on he's the only thing i really liked about run on um <laughs> sorry for those of you that love run on i'm not yucking your yum it was just too quiet for me so we talked about this in our extraordinary attorney woo podcast that even though june ho's character was kind of done dirty by the writing and not really getting a backstory or anything really much outside of um of the office that Kang Teo and his performance is just one of the most charming things I've ever seen and I I just want to watch everything that he's in and uh yeah so he was one big standout for me and Rowoon 
my god <laughs> i agree Maroon. with that he definitely was a standout yes yeah. and and parkun bin which i know leah like Rowoon and parkun bin together what's the drama they're in i'm blanking now what's the historical? the king's affection the king's affection thank you oh so we didn't I, mention that this year too that's is that not on the list god damn Who'd you you did that with Sarah, didn't you? It's not on the it's not on the spreadsheet. So how did oh. that happen? Oh, you just guys you just went off and did it. Oh, I might have just gone rogue. I love that too. Shit, it was great, fantastic. Everyone should watch The King's Affection. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> that one's not my fault. That wasn't on the that wasn't. On the... So yeah, so Rowan Park and Ben, Cocktail reaffirming my love for him. I I just keep you know discovering new people that I that I really really enjoy. And that's what I love about this. And and discovering or rediscovering, I don't know, that Sung Dong Il is in every other drama that I watch. I don't know where that man sleeps. It must be it must be in, in an the ambulance. ambulance. In the ambulance. That's <laughs> <laughs> where he's sleeping. In an ambulance outside every every drama set. <laughs> he just drives that's actually his ambulance. He just yeah. drives it from set to that's set. Where, yeah. And they were like, you know what? We don't have the budget for if you wish upon me to give him a room, just let him sleep in his ambulance. <laughs> there was just there was there was a lot. We did a lot this year. We did more dramas than we thought we did. We we have a spreadsheet. We don't we we don't have everything on the spreadsheet all the time, but yeah. It was it was a big year and I'm so excited for 2023. I know. So, um where are we? Final thoughts. Can you believe that we were just three friends on a daily text chain that couldn't shut up about K-dramas, and now we've been doing this for two years and have over 100,000 downloads? Yay! I mean, no, I really can't believe it. Yeah, and the fact that we have only not gone live one week and that was a conscious choice it wasn't because we hadn't had content we decided that you know out of respect for uh you know the period of mourning following the Itawan disaster that we wouldn't um put our pod out and so every other you know so i just feel like yeah we've showed up for this pod even with covid which i don't want to normalize actually like look we both did that we megan and i have both done the pod with COVID now mm -hmm. but you've chose and you've chose like i mean because the other thing is i don't want to make it suck because as i'm saying it i'm like it we're actually not we're not allowed to take off for covid no we <laughs> act like, like i'm like i want to be here corpse here no you you really like megan i was actually like please don't and you're like no i am i want to be there <laughs> yeah i was like i missed you guys i wanted to because we had been two weeks like we had, had, yeah, we had i was like i need to talk about k-dramas Right. So, I mean, this is, yeah, it's just become a very nice touchstone in my life that I feel as if, yeah, I just want to show up for. Same. Yeah. And, and that, and it's for the three, like, it's for us. And now I feel like it is, I mean, it blows my mind, even when we, when people write us and are, you know, the Spotify end of the year, and I'm not trying to like toot our own horn, like, oh, we're so awesome or anything, but it was so wonderful to get these things where people were like, oh, you like you were in our top podcast or people who are like, I've listened to like most of your shows or you keep me company when you're driving. And if like you're listening to us say this, like that really matters. Yeah. It means you know, a lot. Like, it's really cool. 
Thank and you. I like it. I we actually, you know what? We had somebody write us this week, and I was I liked it. Somebody wrote and with Little Women, they were like, you know what? Like you were kind of saying that Little Women didn't really align closely with the plot of the book, but you also kind of like left out some other key things, which we did because like we didn't even talk about how the aunt was like Aunt March, um, you know, from the book. Oh yeah. And I was like, look. And then she was like, look, I'm really sorry because, like, I listen to you all and I like you all. So sorry that, like, I'm reaching out to kind of be, like, wag of the finger. And I was like, no, like, no, fair do point. It. So yeah. If you're listening to us and you're like, actually, well, actually. You can like, well you actually us. Thing. Yeah. I like it because, I mean, look, we have well actually each other all the time. So if somebody feels comfortable enough to, like, jump in and, like, say that or add something, I think, you know, it's really fun because it means that it's fun to like give a crap about our entertainment and what we're watching and thinking. And so it's fun that like, when you want to like join in and like say something too. I was going to say like the whole point of the podcast is that this isn't meant to be just a conversation between the three of us. It's a no. conversation between all of you out there who are listening. Yeah, you can, and we like, love when I, you join in. Yeah. And the amount of people that disagreed with me about my mystery. <laughs> And greatly, I welcome rightly that. so, rightly and, so. And, and I welcome that because there's because I'm only one voice and I don't want to like I I really do try to be careful on this podcast when I don't like something that I say like specifically why it didn't work for me because I don't want people to think that they can't like it because <laughs> you can like I and I hope you did. Um yeah, I feel I feel really strongly about that. I want I want you to have dialogue back with us. And I also want to say something to you, Megan, too, because it's really stuck with me this year. And it goes back to our Sobuck conversation where we did Sobuck for the Patreon because we do a bonus pod every month for Patreon. So another shameless plug there. But I remember I watched it and I finished it and was like, I didn't like it. It was dumb. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and Megan and I had a whole conversation about it because it was like, well, I did like it, like, at the time. And I had to do, yeah, some reflect. I mean, it also made me realize, like, you know, I'm very comfortable with the two of you. I talk to you probably more like I would my family, which is, like, not always polite. Um, but it was really good to just, like, then force me to unpack. Like, I have to be intellectually rigorous when I'm not liking something if I'm just like it's dumb then it's like very diminishing for like a person who does like it and it just kind of like cheapens the experience as well so I no, mean I'm I mean, happy if anyone ever wants to pull up a chair and hear why I didn't like Cafe Minum Dong or Sound of Magic I am happy to like give you my TED talk but like not right now yeah I mean I mean same I don't want to just be like you know I I, I didn't want to be minimizing about my mister either and I you know so obviously no disagree with us we don't mind i actually did just read a comment that was like i wish you put out more than one episode a week She's i know like, I, I think i'm like already done with all your content because i listen when i drive Aww. and i'm like oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> you know what some someday folks when mm -hmm. when more than audible is giving us <laughs> a little a little <laughs> kickback on on uh on free trials we would love to put out more content. We just need to lessen the other content in our lives that pay our mortgages and stuff like that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but we, yeah, I would love to. I would do this every day if we could. If this is, if this was, if this was my job, just talking about K dramas, I'm all yeah. here for it. Yeah, all here for it. And talk and and just reiterating what you both are saying. Like we're all authors. We all write books. 
none of us write books that every single human is going to want to read and is going to enjoy. And so we get it that like what I love might not be what you love. And even within the three of us, you've heard us all have very, you know, different opinions about drama sometimes where maybe one of us loves something and the other two didn't. And, and that's okay. Like we're, we're not here to die on the hill of, I love this drama. So everybody else should too, or I didn't love this drama. So nobody else should. Correct. It's just, we're just talking. We're just talking about how, about how it works or doesn't work for us. Yeah. And we're really not, we're, we're not experts. Look, we're just writers who love to talk about K-dramas. That's really it. But it was a great year and it's going to be a great next year. The the well, dramas that are already on the slate next year sound pretty great. So I'm excited to watch more live K-dramas next year. I think that's yes. what I'm going to do. I want to watch dramas as they go live um, next year. And I think that's my one of my goals. Oh, that's a big change for you. Yeah, it is. Because I, I was a big binger, but I feel like that's going to work a little bit better with my lifestyle right now. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. All right. Well, here is to a wonderful 2023. So yeah. thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening for another year. We can't wait to see what 2023 brings with K-dramas and everything else. So thanks for listening. Annyeong. Annyeong. da. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to AfternoonOfDelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!